Well, well, well. Guess who's back? Back again. Again. Guess who's back? Um, what's up? What's up? Um, here's another episode of Just Dawn. Uh, my name's David. Here to talk about some uh, basketball-related items today. So, I wanted to start off with you know. I think the biggest news is probably the LeBron James thing. Um, then we'll go off to the Kevin Durant, Curry drama, and you know we'll go from there, right? So, LeBron James back at it again, you know, with the Twitter fingers, right? You know, everyone's talking about it. LeBron James tweeting out that police officer that saved the girl at in uh, Columbus, Ohio, right? You know, short summary. Two teenagers get into a fight. One has a knife. Charges at the girl. Guys, has given orders to, you know, stop multiple times. She doesn't stop and... She saves, he saves the other girl's life at the expense of, you know, having to use his firearm, right? That's the short summary. And people are, you know, outraged of this issue. I mean, a lot of people are kind of outraged just to be outraged, right? Even though if you just take on the nuance and just take a look at the whole situation, right? There's nothing else that he could have done. You say he could have used a taser or whatnot or something that's non-lethal. You're risking, you know, the other person's, the the person that was getting attacked, life. And if you're willing to take that bet, you know, that's on you. And this guy, you know, chose to save the other person's life, you know, the person that was going to be a victim. And LeBron James posts his picture up on Twitter, 50 million followers, after, you know, the uh, Chauvin verdict, and he's like, yo, you're you're next, right? Straight up, like, you know, like, you know, in Mortal Kombat. You would be next. Where, you know, when Shang Tsung got Liu Kang's brother, he's like, yo, you're next. And, you know, he deleted it, right? Because, you know, this, this situation was basically not the narrative that he thought it was made out to be, right? He thought it was going to be another thing where he probably saw, like, a headline. And he thought, oh, you know, white cop kills, you know, black teenager. And he's like, oh, oh, I'm, I'm going to be, you know, Shooting off the hip on the Twitters, right? Gets met with super massive backlash everywhere, right? Proceeds to delete the tweet. And then if you read this tweet again, right? He's like, oh, you know, this is not about, you know, this cop. This is about the, you know, the the system, right? Basically doubles down, right? He doesn't even apologize for being wrong. He just... Essentially doubles down, right? Which makes the situation even worse. Like, dude, you know, LeBron James has always tried to perpetuate this, you know, image of himself where he's like, you know, um, I want to, you know, do this and that for the greater good, right? I mean, he's very protective of his, you know, image. You never really see too much of, you know, controversial takes from LeBron James, right? Everything is usually going to be, you know, the very popular choice of, you know, certain things, certain trends. I'd be like, yeah, you know, he'll speak on this. I mean, the last controversial take that of recently I thought was probably like the vaccine stuff. He's like, you know, I'm not going to give out my answer. To the public. And then the previous controversial take. 
It's probably that China stuff, right? Well, he was not informed. I mean, just the irony is like so palpable, right? The irony of him not being informed on this situation and then calling Daryl Morey uninformed about the situation with China and Hong Kong. Like, dude, like LeBron James is always, you know, he says what he's being told to say on certain things. Most likely, I mean, LeBron James, like I said, he, he tries to perpetuate this image on popular takes of whatever he wants to, whatever is, you know, hip, I guess. I mean, does anyone not remember if him and that, you know, Malcolm X book, right? When he's literally holding the, you know, these books, like everything is done for the cameras, with LeBron James, right? Everything's done for a reason. Like, does anyone remember him, like, just bringing books and stuff to, like, playoffs? Is he, like, the playoffs or, like, the finals or something? Or you know how, like, the Godfather, he's, like, the book. Then you have, like, Malcolm X. And when someone asked him about, hey, you know, like, so what did you like about the book? Like, what's your biggest takeaway so far? Um, I kind of just started a couple of days ago, um, but um, I've read and a lot of a lot of notes over the years. Um, this is my first time actually reading this from start to finish. Um, but just a very, um, very smart man, very 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 smart man, and basically um, his words in the in the sixties. This guy did not answer it. In a, with like him saying like oh you know I didn't read the book yet but I believe in his message and all that stuff right he could just say something like that right because clearly he didn't read the book like he'll he was just coming off of like generalizations like uh you know uh, Malcolm X was like a great man and all like he was kind of like he's kind of doing the stuttering of the you know like like, where someone actually doesn't prepare for, like, a test, like, and, you know, you, you just you just BSing your way through it. Like, I know the feeling, because I've done it. Everyone has done it, and you can tell. So, I'm, like, thinking, like, dude, this guy, LeBron James, is back at it again. And, you know, thinking about, about all this political stuff, right? The NBA ratings are still dropping, right? They're still dropping. I don't really see anyone talking about it when it comes to the ESPN, you know, Unsputed, or any of the networks that talk about basketball. No mention of the ratings. I mean, they they try to pull up the excuse for saying, that, oh, you know, the NFL, you know, baseball, you know, hockey, all those, like, sports are, like, colliding against each other when it comes to scheduling, right? Now that they're back to like their regular scheduling stuff, the ratings are still going down. I mean, you're saying that, you know, Adam Silver saying that, you know, hey, we're going to get rid of the uh, Black Lives Matter, you know, messaging on the court, you know, for next season. That's what you said last season. You're saying, oh, because, you know, we felt like it was, you know, a great time to stand with, you know, social justice. But we'll be focusing on something else next season, right? And in a sense, you know, he was trying to basically say, like, all right, dude, we know we know people hate this stuff and all the, you know, pushing the vote. You know, we did our job. Now it's time to, you know, move on and try to save our, you know, our fan base, right? But it's still dipping, right? Still dipping because they're still getting kind of political, but not as political as they were last season. And... I mean, this guy, does no one seem like the ripple effect that's going to happen? Like, you know, TV deals. I mean, sure, they're going to keep on losing money and stuff, but, you know, the ratings go down, the TV deals, and the money, the market, and not the market cap, but just the overall cap for signings, you know, money, sponsorships, all that stuff's going to have to take a dip. And obviously, it's going to, you know, be aligned with, you know, the pandemic and whatnot, but.
still like you know are how are you gonna like be able to recover the fan base because at the end of the day right i mean these dudes are getting paid because of the fans and you know all this political stuff it's uh it's been pretty dividing so that's that's how you know i see it right like dude might be time to just have the you know political stuff be moved aside and just focus on basketball, right? Because right now, if you you know they're trying to use the excuse of you know the finals like ratings like being really low because of you already know like the Lakers are gonna win against the Miami Heat, right? And now you know the season their the potential finals matchup it's gonna be the Lakers versus the Nets, right? Los Angeles versus New York. Two big market teams. This is the NBA's wet dream to get New York versus Los Angeles, right? And that could be the case, you know, this year. But you know, we'll see how what happens with the ratings, right there and then. But I don't even think LeBron James is gonna even get any backlash any further they're just gonna bury this stuff i mean didn't kim durant get like a 50k fine where he was just talking to michael rapaport but it was during private right like it was just him like just cursing him out right basically saying he was threatening him like threatening him physically right i mean you can make the argument that lebron james was threatening the police officer you know and by just having him be on the spotlight of 50 million followers. Because Michael Rappaport has like, what, like a million followers? And he had like kind of TV coverage of people like Kevin Durant. Oh, look at Kevin Durant. He shouldn't be telling people he's going to meet him outside in this certain address. He shouldn't be calling him suck some, you know, suck some dick. Like, you shouldn't be doing that. And then you have LeBron James and you're next. Or, hey, like, you know, hashtag accountability. Like, didn't LeBron James unpin that accountability tweet? It was something of that. Like, like LeBron James is not going to get any backlash whatsoever. I don't think no reporter is going to ask him, you know, any follow-up on his tweet, right? I don't know. Nah, not that I've seen. You know, Brian Windhorst ain't going to ask him about that crap because he's getting shut out of the LeBron James propaganda team, right? Like, no one's going to ask him because the reporters know they will be banned from asking him questions further further on. They're going to leave it be. Dave McMenamin is not going to ask him any questions. No other reporter. Rachel Nichols is not going to ask him about this follow-up. Right? LeBron James PR team. Like, I'm just surprised LeBron James PR team did not let him know that hey you know this is the situation that happened right here's your pre-written response because a lot of these dudes got pr teams right maybe he needs a better pr team or maybe he just jumped the gun when he thought you know oh man like this is like this is like the easiest you know thing that i can respond to because you know, i'm from the city i mean i'm from the state you know i'm from ohio like this is something that's affecting me so i can say something right and then boom you know he gets it wrong. No fine NBA's NBA's Cabaria is like, alright, you know, this guy's the face of the league. We can't have any any controversies with this, so shut it down. So all in all, you know, LeBron James, he He was wrong for that, dude. Tell's messed up. And he didn't even apologize. He just doubled down, so you know, that's that's probably how that's that just shows, you know. How it is for LeBron James in general, right? You know, it's not his fault. Is you know, he wasn't he wasn't saying this. He was saying this like thing. Like even his clarification didn't even make sense. I'm like, ugh, this guy. Come on, bro. You're playing for my team, man. Come on, you're not supposed to say that stuff. But you know, he's King James. I guess he can do whatever he wants. You know, moving on. 
Yeah, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. You're back at it again, right? I mean, come on, dude. Kevin Durant. Everyone is eyeing for Kevin Durant to do the next controversial thing again. And he did. He did. Right? He basically liked the tweet, right? Reigniting any Warriors drama. Right? Kevin Durant liked the tweet of someone criticizing Steph Curry. Mentioning that, you know, Kevin Durant was better than Steph Curry for both of those years that they won a champion. And Steph Curry needs, like, three All-Stars, right? And another MVP candidate to win a champion. I mean, just by going off on that, like, was Kevin Durant better than Steph Curry? Like, both of those years? Yeah, he is. But at the same time, like, come on, Kevin. Like, is it like this? Is like Durant? Like, I wonder if Durant like does like the you know the drunk like like tweets and stuff. Like, he's always on social media. Like, Kevin Durant is so addicted to social media that you know it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of weird. Like, he is like. One of the greatest basketball players ever, right? And yeah, you know, like you know, like he like, I don't know what what's he doing on social media so much where he like feels like he needs to, I don't know, like, you know, do certain things like that to like maybe make him feel more secure. I guess you can say, right? Because it's kind of like. This guy says, like, oh, he doesn't care about this. You know, basketball's just a game. But at the same time, is this dude, like, looking up, like, tweets about him? Like, he just searches Kevin Durant on Twitter. Like, when he's on, logged in, he'll just write his name in. That's like Googling himself. Like, he Googles himself. Like, who knows how much times he does it. Right? I mean, dude, come on. People already know, just in general, like, you know, Kevin Durant was the, the greatest ever, right? There's no, that's not even a controversial take. Like, I mean, dude, come on. You have to give this guy's dues regardless if, you know, if you don't like his moves to, you know, Golden State. I mean, it's ironic that he liked it. When he was the one who, uh, who went, I mean, dude, he, they even said that. Or he even said that he was, he was a warrior forever, right? I mean, you know, Steph Curry welcomed him to the team. Steph Curry took more of a back seat. You know, he was he, he allowed Kevin Durant to you know be the guy. It's very confusing to me. Like, I mean, I, I could understand, you know, Durant like. Maybe he wanted more from the Warriors, but dude, come on, bro. Like, you were never going to be, like, you know, more than kind of a mercenary if you think about it, dude. Because Curry is, you know, the franchise draft player. There's always going to be bias for, like, both the fans and the office, right? Fans, teammates, all that stuff. Curry's the drafted person. Who will probably be a Warriors lifer, right? Like, who knows? Like, I can't guarantee stuff. I thought certain people were going to be lifers for their teams, right? I thought Dwayne Wade was going to be a Heat forever. And then, boom, he just went to like multiple teams. I'm like, what the? Like, come on, man. Like, he went to Chicago, he went to Cleveland, then he went back to Miami. I'm like, all right, dude, that's, that's weird. Like, Dwayne Wade should have been a Miami lifer for, but you know, whatever, right? I was wrong about that. Like, so who knows if whatever Curry does, you know, at the end of his career, I'm assuming, you know, like ninety percent chance, you know, Curry's gonna be a Warriors lifer. Maybe 95, 98. just keep on going up, higher and higher. Like, I mean, what was Kevin Durant expecting, right? That you know, Warriors are really welcome to open arms, right? But you know, maybe he was looking for more that, you know, what if, what 
OKC was was given to him. And I guess he didn't get it. I mean, come on. I understand, like, you know, the beef of you know, Draymond Green, right? You know, like him, like, yelling at each other. Stuff like that. But, you know, it's, uh, it's really, it's really odd. I mean, Kevin Durant's really kind of a weird person in a way when it comes to, like, social media for some reason. And... He is really addicted to Twitter. Like, a lot. Then, you know, I thought he would change in a way where, like, I thought he would change and, like, mature a little bit where, you know, he thought, how you know, this is going to be his team in, you know, Brooklyn where, You know, it's a new place. He he gets to start anew, fresh, right? Fresh from all the stuff, all the past. You know, the Warriors. You know, the Nets. He's, she's trying to bring the Nets their first championship. He has Kyrie. Now they got James Harden. Right, starting anew. Should be focused on like what his team. Guess not, right? He's still kind of you know delving on the past, and I'm like, dude. You know, Durant needs to chill out for a bit. I find it really funny how, you know, people are <laughs> making comments like, dude, like, Kevin Durant, you need, like, you need to set it down. You need, like, a wife or something. Like, dude, come on, bro. Like, no, he doesn't. He just needs to, he just needs to just chill out. Take some, take some ayahuasca or something, dude. Ask Kyrie, dude, if he has the hookup for DMT. Some ayahuasca or whatever is to chill out and, you know, gain a new perspective because, you know, Kevin Durant's still saying that, you know, hey, you know, I don't care about this stuff, but I feel like deep down he still does. But all in all, like, dude, like, eh, it's not really a big deal either way. Like, the whole the controversial thing of him liking it, like, like, so what if he likes it? I mean, yeah, he removed the like, but so what? I mean, if, People are like always on his ass about you know on his Twitter. They're trying to look at his likes and what he's what he actually likes to see what's going on. He maybe he drunk liked it or if he was high as hell. He liked something that he saw. It's not even that big of a deal, but it's a slow news cycle, I guess, for the NBA right now. You know, I watched the uh, Mortal Kombat movie, the new one, and I gotta say, it was uh, it was one of the one of the worst movies that I've seen lately. Like it was so bad, right? Like you just on the comparison of you know the '90s, like the '90s Mortal Kombat, the first one, right? That one was great. Like, that one was great. The second one, Annihilation, that was trash. But this Mortal Kombat movie, you know, I thought, hey, you know, they have they have HBO money. Like, they're gonna go all out, right? Terrible movie after watching it. Terrible movie, right? So basically, you know, for those who haven't watched Alright, I'm uh talking about some spoilers. Right. I'm gonna give you like, you know, ten seconds before I spoil the movie, right? So one, two, ten. Alright, still listening. So basically summary of the movie is the best parts of the movie is basically Kano, Sub Zero, and Scorpion, right? Like all the CGI budget was given to Sub-Zero. And and then the other portion of the CGI's was pretty bad. Pretty bad. Right? That's like three things that are pretty good. There's a lot of references like from Mortal Kombat. That's pretty good. But then there was like the over-referencing. Like, dude, like, you know, I get it. Like, whatever. Right? I mean, the bad, right? 
there's so much bad in this movie. You know, Ko Young, the new the new guy. You got the the enemy team. They didn't have dialogues. Like it was like just random people that certain people wouldn't know about. There was not even a tournament. I mean, I guess you're just trying to set up the tournament in the next sequel, right? You know, Jax's arms, like, oh my, how Jax got his arms. Like, so much, so much is bad, right? So the beginning of the part, you know, basically you get the opening scene of, like, you know, Scorpion Sub-Zero, you know, which was cool, right? It was cool. You're expecting Scorpion Sub-Zero stuff. I mean, they're, they're, they're on the poster. They're, like, the main people for Mortal Kombat. Combat. Like, for people who know about Mortal Kombat and lore and stuff like that, you know, play the fighting games, like Sub-Zero, Scorpion, they're mascots for Mortal, for Mortal Kombat, right? It's basically like in Street Fighter, you know, Ken and Ryu, like, they're basically that. They're like the mascots for the franchise. And, you know, after the opening scene, you do not really see Scorpion, like, ever again until later on. You see, you know, Sub-Zero, the lore, like, oh, you see the lore of what's done with, the, you know, the Shiro Ryu clan, you know, Scorpion's family. He goes to the, ne- the you know, the nether realm. They don't really show, you know, him doing the deal with, you know, Quan Chi and stuff like that. I guess they're going to set it up later on, right? And it flash forwards to him, the kid that survives the slaughter, you know, Scorpion's other son or child, you know, Raiden comes last minute, right? He comes last minute, saves the kid, disappears, and then it goes to, you know, Cole Young, right? This new character that has no backstory to Mortal Kombat whatsoever right that is he is so unnecessary to the story like like he it goes for him being an mma fighter right but not just an mma fighter a washed up mma fighter they show him in the new ring in this 200 dollars fight right last minute gets his ass beat and you know you see jacks in the background right him scouting him out. Absolutely ridiculous. He loses, goes with his daughter and eats. And then Sub Zero comes out of nowhere to, you know, eliminate, you know, Cole Young, right? He ch- the plot is that Shang Tsung is basically cheating so that, you know, whoever the Warriors are for the tournament, he wants them eliminated. Before getting to the tournament. Right. So he sends Sub-Zero out. To murder all the dudes with the signs. Right. He sees Cole Young. He attacks them. And then Jax comes to save the day. Like hey get in the car and whatever. All the CGI is getting Sub-Zero. All that stuff looks cool. And. You know, you go fast forward. Jax tells him to meet with Sonya Blade. Cool. He fights Sub-Zero. Gets his ass handed. Like, when you just watch the the fight, I'm thinking, how, how the hell did Jax survive that, right? When Sub-Zero basically froze his arms, kicked him off the ledge, dude, like, landed on his head on the, like, a corner ledge and falls down multiple times. How... How did he survive that? It didn't even make sense. But I mean, whatever. He had to have him survive because of the plot, right? And the arms. Yeah, the editing is just like so bad. The back and forth, back and forth stuff is so weirdly edited. Like I don't understand. Like who who watched this? Like which editing team watched this? Thought, hey, you know, this is. 
this is some good stuff, right? I mean, this is HBO, right? This is like a film that's gonna be on their streaming platform as a uh, as a way to like bring more people onto the the platform, right? Like, dude, this movie sucked. Like, you know, Cole Young. It's so like unnecessary. Like the the comedy is you know kind of forced like ugh i mean when he meets up with sonia and he shows the evidence board of all the people i mean you see all the references like you know kota khan and like all these other like you know more common references that you can see but like, oh you know you know mortal combat you know this, this is gonna be a tournament called mortal combat he's like are you sure and you know this kind of spelled wrong I'm like okay like, yeah no i get it like everything in mortal combat like comes with like a k yeah we get it dude you know, Kano. I feel like Kano was uh, basically the main character more than, you know, Cole Young, right? I mean, this dude had the most dialogue. A bunch of one-liners. And what is this guy? Like, Deadpool? Like, this dude throwing, like, pop references left and right? I mean, dude, ridiculous, right? I do like the, uh... Like, the nice touch with the, you know, the Kano fatality. You know, Kano wins. Like, of course, like, you know... You know, if you know, you know, right? That's why stuff like that's cool, to, cool to see. But even then, it's uh, you know, sometimes it gets kind of old when it gets you know forced out. Like you, like you think to yourself, like, yeah, I get it, right? I get it. Like you don't, you don't gotta say it more and more, right? You know, after, you know, after that whole you know reptile fight with you know Kano, Sonya. And Cole, I mean, they go, go to the desert, right? Go to the desert to find, you know, Raiden's temple, right? The end of finding Liu Kang. Liu Kang literally fireballs like Kano. I'm like, dude, like, what was that? Like, it didn't even make sense. And then he fireballs him and says, hey, I'm not your enemy. And I'm like, dude, like, that didn't even make sense whatsoever. Who is writing the script? Like, when you think about it, like, Someone wrote this script and the actors read it out loud and no one thought to change any of this stuff. And like, like what's going on here? Like, dude, the 90s, like, Mortal Kombat is way superior to this. Like, I mean, it's gotta be pretty bad and kind of, like, near annihilation when you think about it. Maybe it's just recency bias, right? Why, if I say stuff like that hyperbole, but, dude. I gotta say, it was terrible. Terrible movie. Just didn't make sense to me. Didn't make sense at all, right? I mean, Liu Kang is so nerfed in this film. Even Kung Lao is nerfed in this film, right? Why is Raiden, like, such a douche to, like, the squad? Like, this is the his Earth Realm fighters, right? You know, Kano is like basically the comedic, comedic relief. Gets his ass beat left and right, left and right. Gets his one-liners in. You know, Lou, Kung Lao bring them to, you know, Raiden. Raiden basically roasts everyone. You know, tell everyone they're trash. They have no experience. No fighting capabilities. No arcana. Whatever that is, right? They just made stuff up. Trying to introduce things to the Mortal Kombat cinematic universe. Right? All the uh, Mortal Kombat symbol were basically tattoos for the chosen fighters. Like, I never even, like, I never thought, you know, I don't even remember anything of that sort in them you know the game right it's just whoever was available for the tournament you know let's get it cracking right like the arcana stuff the training montage they just straight up kicked sonya blade out because she didn't have the tattoos all right you're not selected you don't need to see this right they do the training stuff with you know Liu kang kung lao And, you know, they're just beating, 
beating them up basically there's no really method of training of how to get it one you know archon all right they're just getting beat up i mean that's what i saw from the movie like what's going on here like you know you have kano basically retconning his you know laser eye beam i thought this dude was like cyborg cyborg eye cybernetic eye isn't there like a isn't it like a fighting style like Mortal Kombat 11 for Kano? Like cybernetic eye, something of that sort? And then now he's just like, he got the Superman eye now. Right? I mean, dude, it's ridiculous. And then you have Jax getting robotic arms from the monks. Like, like there's no explanation. But how do these monks have cybernetic arms? Like, just all willy-nilly, like, oh, yeah, we our technology is, like, so good and hidden from the world. Like, this is basically Wakanda, right, for, like, you know, the, for the monks. Like, these dudes have all the good stuff and technological advances that are not available to the outside world. I mean, that's what I'm, I'm getting at, right? I mean, these things do not make sense. I mean, don't get me started on the, you know, when Shang Tsung invades the you know the barrier or the you know Raiden's temple right after you know Cabal talks to you know Kano kind of kind of engages with him calling him wuss like hey look who look what you become right you can be on my side you know come to the dark side right you know we got money and all this stuff right it's kind of like perpetuating you know, Kano's greed. And it works. So Kano basically just laser beams. You know, the staff. No one guarding staff. Right? Raiden's staff. No one guarding it. Just laser beams it. They come. And invade, right? And while they're invading, like, isn't like Ko Young fighting, you know, Goro? Like, you know, this dude basically gives up. You know, Raiden's like, you know, get out of here. Like, like you can go over your family. You know, you're not of use. He goes to his family. Goro comes out. You know, fights Ko Young. You already know he's going to get his ass beat. Because, dude, Ko Young's the main character. Main character's not Liu Kang, right? It's Ko Young. Like, he gets his ass beat in the barn. Like, multiple times I'm like thinking to myself like how can this guy survive this just a normal guy right you know they pull the whole family you know trope of the you know I gotta unlock my powers for you know to help my family they do that right right this dude literally has plot armor literal plot armor comes out with these you know baton and you know a ninja knife like like a staff, straight up, you know, Goro's basically serves as a jogger for Ko Young. Beats, gets his ass beat. Straight up killed. Raiden teleports him back, and they're like in the middle fighting, right? In a sense. You know, Liu Kang can't even handle Cabal for some reason. Like, the dialogue is like, so cheesy, like you should think to myself, like, come on, dude, like, you know, I get it, I get what you're trying to do. You know, Kamal's like going back and forth, back and forth with his moves. It's like, hey, am I moving too fast for you? I'm like, oh, okay, dude, you know, what is going on here, right? What is going on? I'm like, why am I still sitting here? I'm just thinking, why am I still sitting here? But, you know, I didn't pay for the movie. So, you know, I got my own methods of watching this kind of stuff. So, whatever, right? Maybe, you know, something's going to happen that will, you know, continue to pull my, you know, attention. And I was wrong, you know. After watching the movie, I was wrong. Right? As as, As they keep on fighting, right? Keep on fighting. Yeah, this vampire lady comes in. No one really knows who that person is. Like, you know, that person never really 
he's more kind of obscure. Like, I had to search up that person. And I was like, oh, this person's from the PS2 game, right? I don't even remember her from the PS2 game. She serves no purpose. She doesn't even talk. She's just there to serve as a pretty face and to be a jobber, right? You know, Kung Lao basically uses fatality, you know, says the flawless victory line, right? You know, he said it, right? He said it. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm watching my brother. I'm like, all right, dude, this is getting, this is getting out of hand, right? As they continue to fight, you know, Shang Tsung out of nowhere just grabs Kung Lao and just sucks his soul, right? I mean, this is like going on with, you know, Kung Lao who hasn't really taken any damage whatsoever, right? He just got sucked in. And basically lost his soul. Yeah, Liu Kang there. And Cole Young just standing watching. Like, dude, like, that's it, huh? That's it for Kung Lao. Like, that was, that was, like, a little too easy. I mean, at least put up a fight. Right? And after all that stuff, they get teleported by Raiden to the void. Like, Raiden is nowhere to be found. Like, he is nowhere to be found. He's just checking out. Like, is this his way of saying that, oh, you know, I can't interfere? Even though Shang Tsung's kind of interfering with this stuff, right? Or is he trying to say that, oh, you know, because I'm a god, you know, and Shao Kahn is like the other side, like he's not interfering. But in a way he is because Shang Tsung's doing his bidding. And, you know, yeah, Liu Kang, who's you know, on his knees, tearing up you know with the cringe ass line of saying that oh you know we were supposed to die together and I was like you know, what have they done to my boy Luke Kang what have they done right you know Robin Shaw him looking for his brother in the 90s movie Robin Shaw was kicking ass dude I mean come on you know, in the in the end when the last scene when him and, Shao, and Shang Tsung are fighting, he brought all the old warriors from the past. You know, got like, what, like, I'm assuming it's all the famous warriors in the past. Like, you know, Genghis Khan. You got, you know, all the other people from Japan. Barbarians and stuff. And he kicked all their asses. Right? And you got to, you know, Shang Tsung to fight. That was cool as hell. You know, growing up, you got to see that Liu Kang, the main character... Of Mortal Kombat in the games and in the movie. And they just sidelined him in this film to introduce this, you know, Cole Young guy, right? Cole Young, who's getting Scorpion flashbacks. And then you have Cole Young being the leader and trying to, you know, basically. Ask Raiden to teleport them all to certain areas and locations to fight against each other. Like, once they get teleported, the enemy is just there. Like, is Raiden, like, teleporting them as well? Like, there's no mention of this stuff. Like, they're just fighting. Overall, I mean, the fighting choreography was like, ugh, yeah, what? They could have way done better, right? I mean, this, to try to introduce, you know, this more common cinematic universe... It didn't really go too well. Like, it was, it was a pretty sad attempt in, you know, making, you know, this movie adaption, this, you know, fighting game adaption to, you know, this movie. Like, come on, bro. Like, just being off more, going off of Mortal Kombat fans, like, that know the stuff, like, I wouldn't really understand how you would like this film. Right, I mean, just the fighting general, you know, Luke Kang, Dragon, you know, the Dragon Fatality he used. That was like so cheaply done. Just the Dragon, I was like, oh man, like what is going on here? Right, I mean, yeah, Kano dying, straight up dying. You know, yeah, Sonya Blade was just hiding under her trailer. She gets teleported. She basically one-shots Melina with her, you know, her little 
goddamn special move. Like, straight up one-shots her. And I was like, uh... That was a little too quick for Melina's death. And Melina didn't even talk. All she said was, you know, to Sonya that, you know, your life is less worth taking than it was before. Or something of that sort. Right? Or just licking the blade. I'm like, okay. And you have Melina and you don't have Katana? You just have her fan? Like, dude, like... The fighting, they basically, you know, they beat Shang Tsung's team, and then they get teleported again, right? With Sub-Zero and, you know, Ko Young, who serves no purpose other than basically bringing back Scorpion to fight Sub-Zero. Like, you know, the, the Scorpion-Sub-Zero fight, that was cool. But the whole, you know... A Sub-Zero basically, you know, freezing his family, but freezing his family in the UFC gym. And it's like, okay, it's like ridiculous. Like, 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 is anyone not seeing the weirdness between, you know, Cole fighting Sub-Zero and then punching the ice to free his daughter? Like, it's just so out of sequence. Like, it's so weird, Right. He'll fight Sub-Zero with Scorpion. And then he'll go back to punching the ice. Like he's making a difference when punching the ice. Like it's like okay bro. Like what's going on here? Like who thought it was a good idea to punch the ice? Like what's going on with. Is this director. Is this kind of like the uh, kind of the Warner Brothers info. What's it called? The Warner Brothers interference, like how they did with the Justice League, right? Well, I think, oh, I think this should be done. I think this should be done, right? They're checking it off. Because when, you, when you're watching the movie, you think this, this can't be, you know, this is stupid. Right? I mean, you, Sub-Zero, you know, the final boss. You had to have Cole and Scorpion double team. Sub in the UFC gym, like really, really, I mean, they end up beating Sub, and then Shang Tsung just appears, and Raiden basically, you know, teleports him back to wherever he comes from, right. There is, and then they they fast forward. They set up the sequel to find Johnny Cage, and then that's that's the thing to hook you on, right? For the tournament, for the tournament, they're gonna get their fighters, and they're gonna find Johnny Cage to set up for the actual tournament. That's what I'm assuming, right? I mean, come on, you had no Johnny Cage in this movie, who was one of the original characters, right? Just going off the 90s one was great. He had Johnny Cage kicking ass. You know, he fought Scorpion. He fought Goro. Come on, man. Those were $500 sunglasses, asshole. Those were $500 sunglasses, asshole. That was some good stuff, right? Annihilation, that shit was trash. Like, don't get me started on, you know, Annihilation, right? You got the whole Katana Sindel stuff. You're alive. Too bad you will die. You got Johnny Cage dying, like, immediately. You know, Raiden losing his powers, becoming human. Uh, you know, Jax randomly appearing in the cybernetic lab. And then, you know, you got, what, Cyrax and, like, the others. It's, uh, the whole mess in Annihilation. But this movie's also a mess. Right? Whole mess. You didn't even have, you, you could have cut off a bunch of stuff. But, you know, to have Scorpion appear in the first portion, 
And then up here in the last portion of the movie, like there's so much gap between Scorpion appearing. This is unnecessary, you know, training stuff. I mean, overall, this movie, I think, is like a 3 out of 10. Like, this movie's trash. And I, I thought to myself, like, dude. You know, this movie, like, knowing the lore and stuff, this kind of offends me a little bit. Like, come on. This has got to be directed by someone who doesn't even know or didn't research this stuff. And they're just doing their own thing, it seems like. Why does it seem like they, people can't just simply follow, you know, source material and just basically repost whatever's on the source material to you know real life you know filmography but they can't i I never understood that like sometimes i think like dude you don't have to freestyle this stuff you can just recopy it i i want to see it recopied but something as simple as that it's never really done. I think that should uh, do it. Um, I think I'm going to end it off a note. Um, if you do end up watching that Mortal Kombat movie, don't have expectations. That I thought was going to be at least decent, but I guess not. But, you know, I just want to say, you know, we'll see. I mean, playoff time is coming soon. Hopefully, things spicing up. The NFL draft is coming up. That should be interesting. Now, if I was checking out the, you know, Bengals stuff, I just thought to myself, like, dude, come on, man. You can't. You can't not draft, you know, the offensive tackle and you know, pick five, right? You can't not do that. Let's look at things. That'd be decent. Hopefully, as time goes on, we will see. What happens with opening of the world? It's good news and bad news, but I just want to say, you know, whoever's listening, thank you for listening. Um, I will be back next week or possibly in the following week, depending on what I got to do. But, you know, I want to end off by saying thank you again, and I'm out. Peace out. Thank you.